Hello, hello, hello. This is Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And this is the podcast episode you are not going to want to miss. So buckle up, get ready. And if you are um, walking, you may want to have your notepad out on your phone. You're probably going to pull over. I don't know what's going to happen. But this is going to be my life in review. And let me tell you something, this 10x year, I was just going through my calendar to remember everything. And man, oh man, I'm going to give you some pointers and really help you to 10x your life next year. So I'm actually recording this and the clock says 333. What a perfect time, perfect time to be recording this. Now I may stumble, I may fall, I may miss a couple of things, I may hit a wall. I did my best to write it down on a Google Doc so I could remember all the wacky stuff that happened and deliver it to you. But we'll see what happens and how I deal with all of that. With that said, because this has been such an interesting experience for me where I'm 10xing my life and I'm having you 10x yours, and the whole idea of me 10xing my life is so you can 10x your life. And if you don't like that term, just get rid of it and put something else in there. The whole idea of this is for me to show you what happens when you decide to increase the momentum in your life, focus on goals and move forward. And all the shifts and the experiences, the roadblocks, the hitting the wall, the upsets, the excitement, the inspiration, the innovation, the disruptions, everything that happens. And I really want to go through this with you because holy F. And the other reason why I want to talk to you about this is because I am doing a new class and you can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash new class. And you're going to want to sign up um, before December 2022. You'll want to sign up now and um because the live calls are going to be in january so if you miss it december 2022 and you're around january 10th you can still sign up for it because you'll get the live calls if you listening to this because it's evergreen the podcast after um january or after january 10th don't worry about it you can still sign up and you will get the recordings okay and this is a class that's really going to help you to 10x your life and first let me tell you my story so you understand what that means for you. Okay. Now the thing with StreamYard, because that's what I'm recording this on, I can't pause. So you're just going to get me in my raw, raw, there's my Brooklyn accent, unadulterated, crazy ass form. And I think you're all fine with that by now, right? Um. Okay. So last December of 2021, it was a dark morning. The lantern was lit. I light a lantern in the winter and I have candles lit and I had a little miniature Christmas tree on my table with lights on it. And my journal was out, my pen was in my hand and I was feeling the bubbling up and excitement of an end of a year and the beginning of a new year. And as I was going over the prior year in my journal, I noticed a couple of areas and a couple of goals that again, the needle didn't move. And I was thinking to myself and writing and journaling. And when I'm journaling, I'm talking to my guides. So it's not necessarily automatic writing, but I'm in communication with them. And I'm like, what is it going to take for me to move this needle forward? And I heard them say, you have to 10x your life. And I went, ooh, that sounds good. I like that. What does that mean? I like the idea of 10xing my life. Oh, I know someone who 10xed his life. I'm going to ask him about it. Because he set out to like do all these goals. And I remember with a Facebook post he did. And then at the end of it, he reached those goals. And I'm like, that's really cool. I want to be like that. So I messaged him. And I was like, what did you do to 10X your life? Like, what were the programs and things that you did? And he's like, oh, man, I love this topic. And he starts sending me some class ideas and book ideas. And I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm going to be, you know, just like this. It's all going to be amazing, just like that. Now, I didn't get into in-depth conversation of what it took for him to get where he was at. And I do know him pretty well, so I know he's not a liar or stuff like that. So that's why I asked him. So I'm going to go through my year with you. And I want you to see <laughs> when you set out to do something, what can really happen? 
and what the biggest lesson was for me at the end of this. And I'm hoping after you hear this journey, you're like, man, I got to sign up for that class. Because the thing that people don't prepare you for whenever you do anything is the trials and tribulations that you will probably go through because there'll be some character building moments. You need to exercise from the inside out. You need to build courage, resilience, um, humor, uh, love for yourself. There's a lot of things that I built this year that wasn't really necessarily intact fully. And spirit knew like where you want to go, this has to be taken care of. So they throw things in your path and how you handle them is the most important thing that you can do for yourself. And that is the change. And I will tell you at the end of this, the biggest change for me and how now I'm declaring that uh, as I'm recording this on uh, November 21st, 2022, which is a pretty important date for me for various reasons, a few reasons, a couple of reasons, um, I'm deciding to 20X my life. And you may, after hearing these story going, what the fuck are you thinking? When I told um, my new assistant that, she looked at me and she said, oh, don't do it. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm 10Xing my life, so you 10X yours. I'm going to 20X my life, so you can 20X yours if that's what you want. Now, let me start out with, before I move forward, that I did sit down and I did write down goals. I am not afraid of the word goals. And what I definitely learned this year more than anything was when you write down a goal, it's not about the goal. I, I surrender to the end, re end results, but it gives you clarity. It gives you direction. It gives you what you need to make choices, why you need to make certain choices, right? So if you have a specific goal and you get an opportunity and the opportunity isn't really taking you closer to your goal, then you need to know that that's a no. It's not a yes. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get pulled off my course. I'm not going to get pulled off of things. I'm going to pay attention. So I think if you're afraid of the word goals, you need to unpack that and take a look at it. Many people don't like the word goals because they never meet them. Not everybody does. If you listen to super successful people, they will tell you many times they don't reach their goal, but it's not about reaching their goal. And they'll go over their goals weekly, daily, monthly. They're always visualizing. They're always writing down their goal. It's really important that you do that. And the thing is you have to let go of attachment and be in the journey of it. And if you're making choices every single day that is leading you to that goal, you will get where you're meant to be. And you'll get even further than you can even imagine in certain areas. Now, the interesting thing about this is I had a whole set of business goals. I had a whole set of goals that I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to grow membership and I'm going to grow soul finder Academy. And this is how many people I want in that program. And I'm hiring a financial coach and I hired this other coach, joined this other class and I hired a new bookkeeper and I'm going to do all of these things. And I'm so excited. And then you're going to hear soon what happened with all of that. So don't be attached to your goal. Don't be afraid of the word goals. Look at it as a something you put in a navigation system when you're driving to a destination. But you really have to pay attention to the, the turns and the um, stop signs along the way and the beautiful greenery along the way. Everything that happens on the, on the drive to the destination, which if anybody takes a long drive, right, you know, anytime you take a long trip, it's really incredible what it does to your soul because you just learn so much in that road trip. If I'm, when I, when I'm driving, I don't really like to drive for long, long periods of time, but if I'm driving five, six hours, man, the epiphanies I'm having in that drive, it's unbelievable. Why wouldn't you have that in the destiny of your life and the, in the traveling of your life in the, you know, driving the road to your, you know, to your goal. So it's the same thing. Okay. So you all saw, you all heard, and you can kind of visualize me at my kitchen table. And there's even a picture of it on Instagram, I think, where with the Christmas tree lid and um, me just being there like, oh, delicious. And of course, a delicious cup of coffee. And I write my goals and I join um, a 10Xing program. I join another coaching program. I hire a financial coach. I have a new bookkeeper. Um, I think I joined another program that I never even opened up, but that was okay. Um, and I join all these things and I'm so friggin' excited. Life is good. And I'm ready to go. 
I'm ready to grow membership. I'm ready to grow SFA. And I'm ready to get more programs in and more people into my programs. And I have a plan, a plan. And it's exciting. I even start networking with people from my mastermind that I was in. I was in a mastermind that was ending in April. And I start networking with these seven-figure earners. And I'm like starting to communicate with them. And I hire a podcast coach, you know, and you name it, I'm throwing everything at it because I'm sure this is what I'm supposed to do. I even hire a project manager. I start working with the publisher of my book. She starts interviewing me and that's how they did my book. They interviewed me and then took the transcripts and put it into book form. And then they would send it to me to edit. So this is all starting in January. Even got a new gynecologist. Been looking for a gynecologist where I live. Finally get a new gynecologist. I even joined a new dog training class with this like amazing behaviorist guy. It's going, it's on, it's great. I'm excited. How, how could anything go wrong? making all the right decisions, right? I'm trying to get, getting conscious about finances. I'm learning about budgeting, learning about profit, learning all these things. How could anything go wrong? I'm making the right choices, right? That's what a lot of you think. Well, February rolls around. I start doing progress pods in membership. And those are pods where we hired, we, uh, bought this software from this guy and people meet on a weekly basis in membership and they go through little tiny goals. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm goal oriented. Let's get the programs goal oriented because they have all this amazing content in there. And if I hear somebody struggling with talking to their guides, I'm like, why are you doing the classes? No, I'm not doing them. I'm like, why not? So I get progress pods in there. I'm fully into writing my book now. Like it's taking up a ton of time, but it's fun. Having a great time at the publisher. She's asking incredible questions. She's on a trip around the world because she did that for her birthday. So she's like all these locations and I'm like, and I'm very schedule oriented. So I was like, you need to get my schedule now. You need to get things on my schedule now. Otherwise it's not going to happen. I start with the new financial coach. We're like running in. And then I go down to my basement. And the rats show up. And there's freaking rats. Like those little fuckers, man, they didn't even hide when they saw me. They were like standing up like, what are you going to do, bitch? We're not leaving. And I cannot stand things like that. Like it just freaks me the fuck out. First of all, I have two dogs that are prey dogs, right? I have two cats. Now they weren't coming into my house. Thank goodness. Because I have the basement is not connected to, you know, it's connected to my house, but there's no stairs or anything like that. But I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. The rats are here. It's disgusting. They're chewing through things. They're not even hiding from me. I don't know how to get rid of them. What do I do? So I start calling exterminators. And if you want to know anything about me, when I need to get something done, I can be a little bit of a lunatic, super obsessed, super focused, will do a ton of research, call a million people start talking to everyone. So I'm walking down the street with my dogs and I'm like saying to neighbors, I have rats. Do you have rats? What do you do about the rats? What, tell me about the rats. What did you do? What, who did you hire? What was the person saying? What did they do? Did, did you, the rats gone? Everybody I did that with. So I'm just walking around like trying to figure it out. I have the first exterminator comes over and he's like, well, that's going to be like $10,000. I'm like, what? I, I just hired a financial coach. I'm like working on like getting things together and getting really conscious. I, I don't want to pay 10K to get rid of rats. He's like, oh, that's going to cost. I don't even know if you're going to get rid of them then. And then I talked to another guy and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. We could try to do this, try to do that, but it's going to be about five to 10 to 12, maybe even $15,000. I'm like, huh? And then I'm starting to have fun with the rat guys. Cause that's the way I am. I talk to everybody and I'm like, what was the scariest time that you ever had? I mean, you must like really crawl in. Cause these guys are crawling into spaces. They're like checking where the rats are coming in, how they're getting in. And one guy told me, he's like, yeah. I was like, so what was the scariest story for you with the rats? He's like, well, I went down this really tiny vent and I was all the way down it. And I came face to face with a skunk. He's like, I was like a cartoon character busting out of there backwards. And I thought it was hysterical. So 
March rolls around and I'm not going to do this month by month because there's a lot of stories and I don't have my journals in front of me to fully recall when things happened, but I'm still like doing things. I'm still in my mastermind. I'm still like growing membership. I've got my calendar filled with build this, sell that NFA, SFA people were starting to graduate the uh, last cohort. And I'm like, mm, I just don't know if I want to sell SFA anymore. Soulfinder Academy. It feels like it needs to be something else. And they really love the soul sessions in there. And those were the moments where I got to teach them how to channel, to teach them how I use my gifts. And I was like, there feels like there's something bigger. And I started getting emails like, can you mentor people again? Will you be willing to do that? Um, I'd love to hear more about how you could teach us. And I was like, because a lot of the SFA graduates kept coming back in and taking the extension because they just wanted to learn how to do this work. And I'm like, just not feeling it anymore. I don't feel like selling SFA. And then the numbers started dropping in membership. And the way they usually sell membership is through huge launches. And I was like, I don't have it in me to sell membership. I don't know what to do. So here I am like wanting to 10X my life and I'm, I'm pulling the plugs on all my sales systems. Uh, if you could see the video right now, what the F man, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't sell it. So things start slowing down. So around March, I'm still trying to figure out the fucking rats. Because it took a couple of weeks, you know, exterminators like can't be there for two weeks. And then there was this guy, the rat whisperer. And I was determined to get him on a call. And I got him on a call. And then I got booked him to come out. And but I don't want to do traps. I'm like, I can't do traps. You, you've got to figure out a way to get rid of them without traps. Because if I hear a rat in pain, that's going to be horrendous. I live alone. Who's going to go down there and get the rat? Oh, you know, he's like, I set the traps and I come back out two weeks. Fuck that. So I was walking down the block one day and I was taking Micah and Venus up the block and I hadn't been there in a while. And I ran into my neighbor and I was like, Joe, I got rats. I need help. And he's like, you got rats? Let me show you what I did in my basement. And he takes me up to his basement and it's really, um, he's a construction, he's he, a contractor. He owns a, um, he used to own, he owns a place that does rebuilds and stuff. And I didn't know all of this. I'm just getting to know him. And he takes me down his basement and then Micah almost falls down a hole. And luckily he didn't. And we were able to get him righted and we're walking around and he's showing me what he did. And I was like, thank you, Joe. And all right, I'll try to figure it out. And he's like, you got to get someone, you know, cover all the things from the inside. Cause if you use the outside, it's not good for the foundation. Like these are big things. Now think about the foundation of the house is could be compromised if I did what the rap people told me to do. So I think I got one more invoice and I know I'm going really long with the rat story, but if you know anything about me, I'm not somebody, well, at this point, I think now I'm a little bit different. At that point, things became, his, they were like, they, I wouldn't say they're hysterical because I definitely have good perspective, but I get overly like I have to fix it and I get super stressed out. And it's not a good way to be. I don't get that way anymore because I've learned. So just in this year, that's one of the biggest lessons. Like, okay, the universe is going to support you. They're going to help you. They're going to they're gonna tell you what to do. So I'm trying to remember these stories as I tell you. So I, I remember being in my hallway and sitting down. I have this chair in the hallway where I kind of just sit there and go, oh, you know, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, let me text my brother and ask him because I don't know what to do. I don't know what the right decision is. They're all giving me different information. Um, it's really expensive. I want to, and they're not even saying they'll guarantee that the rats will be gone. And I text my brother and he's like, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, great. Thanks a lot. And then all of a sudden I hear spirits saying, text Joe, ask Joe to help you. So I text Joe and Joe writes me back right away. He goes, you know what? I think I have somebody who could help you out. Give me a minute and let me find out if he can do it. And I think it was like the next day he texted me and he's like, I've got this great guy kid, I'm going to show him everything to do. And we're going to, we'll get rid of these rats for you. And we're going to do it from the inside. We're going to do exactly what we did in my basement. And it's, I'm going to help you. And so Joe comes over with the guy, doesn't want any money from me. He's just doing it because he's a really wonderful person. And um, the kid does it. And it costs like, a, like, so like, I think it was 1500, if that much, I can't even remember what I spent. And I have to this day, not seen any rats and I will check periodically. 
So that's a place where your guides can help you. And it may sound crazy, but it was, it was really just, things get disrupted for me and I have to be careful of that. So during this time, I'm hating the financial coach. She's an absolute bitch. I don't, I didn't like her from day one. I didn't trust my intuition and I hired her. Um, I want to be somewhat fair, you know, well, I, I'm a financial person, so I kind of understand budgets. So I didn't even her budgets. I was like questioning things in them, but she wasn't horrible with what she does. Right. So I don't want to throw her completely under the bus, but like, just, it was just a bad experience. It was like taking all my financial stuff and putting me back in like a shame, shoving me in the corner. It just was not a good experience for me. And I was like, I got to get out of this thing because I, first of all, didn't sign up for all of this. I kept messaging her saying, I've learned what I hired you for. What are we going to continue to do? Like, I don't want anything else. I hired you for this one specific system, which is profit first. I don't need, oh no, we have plenty of things to do. We have so much to do. I'm like, what? I, I don't want anything else. This is it. So I'm trying to get out of it, but I'm not being fully honest with her. And then at the same time, the other coach that I hired, the class I went into, it was not what it was promised to. And I have a big thing about people following through what they promised. Now, I you'll t- I can take a program, and if they say, you know, we're gonna you're gonna get this, this, and this, I don't expect people to promise results because ro- results vary across the board. So I don't expect the result that's promised. I may not necessarily receive because I'm a different person. So I don't hold people to stuff like that. But if you say we're going to be together for this many days and we're going to do this and we're going to be together for that many days, then I expect those certain things to be held up. And I was finding that that wasn't true. So I was not happy with both these programs and I'm paying good money for them. And I'm like, what am I doing? So during this time, I'm in the dog training class. I graduate from that. I hire a new dog trainer, which I need. And I decide to completely stop selling SFA and membership. Like, what am I doing? And a project manager I hire completely disappears, completely disappears. So my team is still kind of a mess. The project manager that was with me for about three weeks, who I thought was great, can't, can't even find her because something happened in her life and she just disappeared off the face of the earth. And my team was not supporting me. They were like, well, you know, that was a big deal. I'm like, excuse me, if she was a teacher in a school, she would have to tell the principal when she was coming back to work. If she was a banker, she would have to tell the bank manager, well, I'm going to take off for this much time, but I'll be back. She would have to tell the, the teacher in the school, she'd have to tell them where the kids were in the syllabus. She'd have to tell the bank manager about the loans she was handling. You don't just friggin' dis why? Because I'm an entrepreneur, people can disappear. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I was feeling no support from my personal team. And I was feeling like this person just disappeared. And then April rolls around. And I wake up one morning at like 6 a.m. And I have a text from another team member quitting on text. And I'm like, what the heck? What do you, you don't quit via text. First of all, you know, I'm on Pacific Coast time. You know, I'm going to wake up or you don't even know if my phone's turned off and you're texting me at 5 a.m. in the morning. You don't quit that way. I don't care what is going on in your life. And she had something going on too. And she was a little bit better about it because she was willing to stay until I found someone. So there's all this disruption going on and I'm editing the manuscript and the book has got a published date and I'm like, oh my goodness, going out of my mind. So I go and I find another person to hire. I bring him in. I start asking one of my team members to train him. And then I go, he's like on board. He's great. The team met my team members like, yeah, he's going to work out great. I think this is going to be really good. I'm like, great. (sighs) Getting people on my team to help me, to support me in my business. And then I go out to walk the dogs one morning and there's a message via Facebook. Oh my goodness, Marilyn, I can't work for you. This incredibly difficult thing happened to me. This absolutely horrible thing. It's the most horrible thing that could ever, ever happen to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, what the heck happened? And you know, if these people listen to my podcast, I'm going to be pissing off a lot of people right now. And and I, I struggled with how I was going to tell these stories because I'm going to be revealing shit. But you know what? One thing I learned this year is I'm not hiding anymore. I have my perspective. They have their perspective. They have the right to their opinion. I have the right to mine. End of story. 
So I'm like, oh my goodness, what the frig happened? And the person, I don't want to reveal what happened, but I can tell you for me personally, it was something that happened to a family member that happens to people every fucking day of the year. And it's not that, in my opinion, that big of a deal. And if that is rocking your world to such a degree, please go now. So again, I have to have respect for people's, I didn't like say anything. I was like, okay, I understand. Thank you so much for letting me know. And that's his, that's his path. Right. But I'm like, oof, man, universe, let me, um, you know, dodge that bullet. Thank goodness. Because if that is upsetting you, holy fuck, what are you going to be able to do? I'm going to curse like a banshee on this one. So there's all these team members disappearing, going away. I'm editing the manuscript. I'm getting ready for a book to come out. And um, my own team that I've been with for six years, it's just not working any longer. I find that I found that um, one was disappearing a bit. She was like, you don't have a lot of work for me. You don't need me anymore. Part of that was true. Part of it was, I think people after they work with you for a bit, it work just falls flat. I don't want to speak poorly about them because I care about both of them. I really do. But I do have to say, I, I probably was pissing them off. They were pissing me off too. It, we just weren't meeting in the middle. And I would definitely say that's a two-way street. I'm not going to say that's a one-way street at all. My communication skills weren't the best. Um, I relied on them a lot for um, input, decision-making things. And they were a very, very good team for the time we were together. Up until about two years ago, I was like, mm, this team has got to switch. It's really got to switch. But I sat on it for a very long time. And I'm going to tell you why. I was in a mastermind program. And I kept going to my coach saying, it's not working. One of them I kind of felt would not work for a while, but I was like, it's not working. And he kept encouraging me to communicate with them or make it work. And really what he should have had me do was cut my losses back then. But instead I tried to make it work. And I also cared deeply for both these people. So it was a little bit difficult. But what I would find is I would slack them, slack one of them. With some big stuff, like I'm like, oh my goodness, blah, 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 just quit. Like, this is my business. This is my livelihood. And I'd get the response would be, okay. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That's your response. Okay. I just told you so-and-so quit. That's not a response. So I started feeling not supported. Now, again, this is my podcast. You're getting to hear my point of view if they had a podcast, I'm sure their point of view would be like, she was too difficult to work for, whatever it may be. Right. So there's two, two. And with those people, I really, I do care about them. So I, I want to respect that there's other things that were going on. I'm sure on their part, but it just wasn't the right. And I wanted to 10 X my business and it was becoming an unprofessional work atmosphere. Um, meetings were getting disrupted. I just, I couldn't do it any longer. So I knew I needed a new team and I started reaching out to headhunters and stuff. And I started reaching out to friends to hook me up with people. And I was talking to one woman who could do tech and I was like, all right, I'll probably bring her in. And I was commun I end up, um, it takes me a long time to hire now. Like I interview people for a little bit. So I was interviewing her for a bit, talking to a headhunter, I was talking to other people. And then I hired an SEO guy. I was like, all right, let's get SEO going because I don't want to do Facebook ads. I started writing my own product page. I took the class Copy Cure. I was really proud of it. I also sold a new class, Next Level Living. During this, I was like, all right, I don't want to do Soul Finder Academy. I don't want to do membership. Let me sell Next Level Living. And I sold that. And I can't remember who, how many joined right away. I think it was 15 or 16 people. Super excited. All of a sudden. and But I got to tell you, the first call of Next Level Living, this is now the next level. Like, I'm teaching them how to channel. I'm teaching them how to communicate with their guides from a deeper level. I'm teaching them really how to speak to symbols and how to see clairvoyantly and hear. And like, this is me mentoring them, but how to apply it to their life, their everyday life without me holding their hand every bit of the way, me giving them the work. They're so independent that they're taking the work and they're living their lives. And it's a really incredible group. So the first call was in April, I think. And I remember going to that first call anxious, like feeling a bit insecure. And I could feel my insecurity coming up because here I am teaching a whole other level of people and they're waiting, you know, and I'm like, oh man, I better, I better deliver. And the first class felt good and the feedback was good. The second class felt better. 
by the third class man, it hit a groove like nobody's fucking business. It was, I got to stop cursing. It was just crazy. Oh, and don't send me suggestions about how to stop cursing. That's me. I don't like unsolicited advice. If I really want to stop cursing, I'll stop cursing. Trust me. But part of me likes to do it. So next level living is going. And I'm like, okay, now I got to figure out how to sell that because that's the program I want to sell. So I talked to a salesperson who I really like, who's a coach and I'm getting different things going. And, um, I decide I have to break free of this financial coach because I just don't like her. So I'm trying to get out of that with her and she's pushing back and I keep trying to book trips to travel, but I can't because my business is falling fucking apart. And I'm getting ready for the book launch in June. My team is falling apart. And I, I can't remember everything of how this ha happened. I hire a new social media person. The other one leaves. The one who texted me in the morning, she's gone. That was my social media person. The new social media person is very restrictive, like only can do it one way. I'm like, you need, she's like, I'm like, if you're going to do my reels for my podcast, you need to sign into Instagram and do it. And she could not like fathom that. And I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm sitting here showing her how to, and she was very good at what she did, but I'm like, I, I can't, I don't have time. She's like, let me get my other phone. All right. I got to figure this out. I'm like, I can't do this. It's the easiest thing. Just log out of your Instagram, log into my Instagram and post the reel. It's that easy. So it was, everything was becoming just like crazy headache and I'm just watching sales drop. So my anxiety around money is like hitting the roof and I'm, I'm working on navigating that because I'm not ready to go out and sell and I'm not going to go against my belief system. My team is completely falling apart. I'm actually not getting along with them. The SEO guy was okay. He was great. Actually, I love him. But the way that he wanted me to do SEO blogs, we're not really hitting the same page. And June comes around. And the book comes out. And then there's all these press interviews. Like I, I get like 25 emails for press interviews. And I'm like, only mackerel, I got to organize this. And the way that they do press interviews is they send you an email and say, so-and-so wants to interview you. Now it's up to me to contact that person, get them on my schedule and send them all the material. Right? So there's like 25. So I have to have a spreadsheet of this stuff, who I'm communicating with. Also, which, which ones I won't do. There's certain interviews I looked at, like they want you to pay. I'm not paying for an interview. No, sorry. So it was up to me. It was very nice. The publishers did that because a lot of publishers don't do that. So I was very appreciative of it. So I start like getting the interviews on board. Um, and I'm, I'm finding that I'm having difficulty like with the publisher, to be honest. And if she's listening, she's not going to love me either after this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like I, I'm starting to put boundaries up. I'm starting to put my, speak my, my truth. It's getting pushed up against. And we, again, two people can have two totally different stories. But in my opinion, if I say no, it's a friggin' no. End of story. So now I'm getting like boxing gloves out and, and the poor publicist person, I'm like, I'm just going to tell you no. And, she, and she's like, chill. It's okay. If you don't want to do it, just let me know. And I'm like, yo, bitch. Don't, don't mess with me. So that's all going on. I'm starting to do interviews. I sign. I, now my schedule is very, I'm very strict with my schedule. I don't mess around with it. I have free time, but I also have content days. So if I'm putting interviews in my schedule, I'm showing up. So I go on to one interview with a guy and I'm waiting on Skype and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and he's not there. So I have his number. So I call him and I'm like, hi, we have an interview. And he's like, well, you're interrupting me right now. I'm already in an interview. So just wait and I'll be with you in a moment. I'll be with you soon is what he said. I'm like, excuse me. I have an interview right after this. I can't sit here. How long am I waiting? He's like, just forget it then. And like pretty much hangs up on me. I don't remember the whole words. I put, wrote about it on my Facebook page, personal Facebook page. So I was like, dude, no, thank you. You don't, who does that? That's so unprofessional. So then he writes me, I think like a week later and says, okay, do you want to reschedule? And I was like, no, I think it's best to just let this go. And he's like, well, you weren't a fit for me anyway. I was just doing you a favor. And I'm like, dude, 
you're out of your friggin' mind. So these were the kinds of, some of the kinds of interviews I was getting. Another one, I, I don't do anything after like five, six o'clock at night, seven o'clock. I don't speak to anyone during the week. I'm holding a lot of space during the day for my students, my community. I need my personal private time. I need to take care of myself. I'm very insular at times. I need to do that at night. So I signed on to an interview. I think it was like six, seven o'clock my time. I can't remember. It was eight o'clock. It might've been eight o'clock my time, actually. I don't remember. So I get on and right away, this guy is like smoking cigarettes during the interview. It's not my thing. Okay. I used to be a smoker for years. I'm not judging that, but there was like an act going on. And he's like, so which mediumship camp are you in? Because I'm in this camp and what camp are you in? And I'm like, what fucking camp? I don't give a shit. Are you in the Florida spiritualist or the New York? I'm like, I'm not in any of it. So I got off of that interview and I'm like, what the F am I doing? I am not going to do this. I don't have time for this. This is where you learn the power of saying no. People are afraid to say no because you're missing an opportunity or I might piss off the publicist or I might piss off the publisher. Too friggin' bad. My time is precious. So I wrote an email about both of those things and I became the difficult one. I was the difficult one. So getting ready for this night. And I got to tell you, the publisher, I really don't want to, we just don't see eye to eye, but she really is bending over backwards and doing great things with the book and the book series. And I'm really appreciative for the opportunity. And she's probably a pawn in my experience, right? So really I'm not blaming her. The She has a certain way of working. She's got to work the way that she works. She's running a business. She's running a publishing house. She has every right to do what she wants to do. And that is the honest truth. But for me, it I didn't like the way it was going down and it wasn't working for me. And I had to say something because she actually, she said to me, you know, I feel like because I said, you've, I'm going to say no. And if I say no, please don't push back on it. Leave me alone. Trust that I know. I said up front, like when you give me interviews, I'm going to research people. I research people. When I get invited, I get invited to a ton of telesummits. Now we're not doing telesummits anymore. I forgot about that. Wow, this is going to be a really long podcast, maybe too long. Let me try to speed it up at this point. So um, I, I, I said that to her and she came back at me and she said, you know, I feel like you're being difficult. And I went, we need to talk. And she has every right. Like I said, she's actually a very good person. She really cares. She's got a great message. I can't believe I'm telling the story on a podcast. I'm probably going to be, I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm going to be, but I have to, I can't not speak my truth anymore. That's one of the biggest things I learned this year. I'm not hiding. I'm not going to deny my truth. And I'm going to show you who I really am, no matter what. Now, there might be some things that I hold back because of um, protection for people or myself and things like that. Oh, the other thing that happened with the book was there was a, there's a story in there about Sal, and that was questionable if that was going to be troublesome. So I had to get on the phone with my attorney, and I'm driving in the, the, the supermarket, and she's like saying, well, we might as well pull the story. And I'm like, don't pull the story. I don't want to pull the story. But she's protect. She's just going off on me, really. It was not off on me. She's going off of me. Because I said, oh, no, the guy who's involved in it, it might be a problem. And she's like, well, then let's pull the story. Like, she's just protecting me. And I realized that. So we were kind of like sparking each other. And I, I remember pulling into the grocery store and I'm texting Anna Maria Vasquez. And I'm like, I, I need I need to just talk to you. I need help. And um, I just needed a sounding board. And then I spoke to my attorney. My attorney's like, you're completely fine. I read it, the story. You're completely fine. And then I told the publisher and she's like, okay, great. So I really don't want to make this about, I want to say to you that this is a story of thankfully she became a pawn in my experience of growing my voice. And I'm very appreciative of that. And I'm very appreciative of her. I'm very appreciative of the, the opportunity and the experience. And she's a very beautiful person. But here comes the next part of the story. So she's like, we need to talk. And because we're on such different time zones, we are doing a panel with some of the authors. And we are about to do the panel for the authors and we decide to talk before it. And it's a heated discussion. I'm saying heated and I'm standing my ground and I'm listening and I'm saying, sorry, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. And it's becoming, we're not coming to a compromise at all. 
and we have about two minutes before we have to go live. And I say to her, look, let's just agree to disagree. And that affected her. It did affect me that much. I don't know if it affected her from what I saw, because I can't speak for her, right? That's not fair. My experience of it was that that, I don't know how well received that was. And we went and had to do a live thing then. So I had to just go live. I had to push that aside. I couldn't deal with it. And after it, I said to her, look, I really love you and I care about you, but we're just going to have to agree to disagree. We're different people. That was a big deal for me. It's a big deal for me to tell you this story right now. I'm sure after I do this podcast, I'm going to think about pulling it because I don't want to hurt her in any way because she has been nothing but gracious and good to me with opportunity. But just because someone gives you opportunity and gives you a lot of stuff does not mean that you have to accept the parameters within it's given to you. And I really stood in my truth and was like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do those interviews. Not all of them. I'm not going to not doing this. I'm not wasting my time. And maybe my audience takes longer to grow. And maybe I don't get the multiple seven figure sales right off of, out of the gate. I don't care. It's my way. And the biggest thing now is happening during this journey is I'm aligning with my truth. I'm aligning with my truth. And that feels good. So then I hire, I don't remember when all this stuff happened. I think it was, oh, the ants arrive. That's what happens next. So I go out on my deck and my deck is covered in ants, covered. It's my front deck. And I'm going to tell you a story. I was living in my other house. I think I shared the story about the ants. And I literally left the kitchen for 30 minutes and came back. And the entire ceiling, cathedral ceilings, was moving in black ants. That's how fast they can overtake. So I have trauma. For, I'm like, I was freaked out. And I was like, oh, no, now the ants. So now I'm going nuts with the exterminators trying to get rid of the ants. I'm out there, like, blowing them away and 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 doing things and trying to get rid of them with natural stuff because I have animals. And then I do a Facebook Live about it. And this woman's like, oh, don't kill the ants. How could you kill the ants? I'm like, F, don't, fuck you. I'm killing the ants. Like, please. I'm not allowing ants to invade my house. Just like I'm not allowing rats. Now, I didn't want to, I wouldn't trap the rats. I wouldn't poison them either. I didn't know how to get rid of them. I just wanted them out of my space. If I could blow the ants off my deck, great. But they kept coming back. So now I have the ants. So then I start talking to other people that, that are, I'm being told that want to interview me. And it's, uh, I talked to this other woman and she's like, where do you go? Where do you travel? Um, I do this. I've been doing this for 25 years and I've been doing that and I've been doing this. And, and I'm like, I'm not in competition with you. I don't really care. And it was one of those conversations. It wasn't a conversation of sharing. It was, let me show you mine and you show me yours and let's see whose is better. That's the way it felt to me. Now I may have not felt that way to her. I don't care. First of all, when I get in a conversation with someone, I usually make it about them, not me, because I want to know about them. Even if they're interviewing me, I want to know about them. So I just was done at this point. And my no became really strong. My voice. Starts, so the other thing I started doing was doing Facebook lives on my personal page, which is a big deal for me. And if you don't follow my personal page and you want to, I suggest you do it because I'm sharing a lot of great content on my personal Facebook page, especially for business owners. Because I am really starting to see things in the business industry that's pissing me off. So in the meantime of this too, that other coaching class that I hired, the who I knew for a couple of years, I knew this woman, the class is not meeting what it was promised. And I have a problem with that because I stick to my word. And if one of my students say, you promised this and I don't, I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to deliver it. Now, again, I'm not promising results. So that's a whole different story. I'm not asking you to give me results, but the parameters of the program I expected. So I'm now emailing them, asking them to release me from the payment. I'm like, keep your money, keep what I've paid you so far, but just let me out of this. I don't want to be part of it anymore. That's becoming a problem. Then I hire the tech person, the new tech person. Well, she comes in and throws a bomb in my place of business, but I'm so shell-shocked that I let her do it. So my two team members that have been with me six years, they quit right away. And then, oh my goodness, this one, I'm not going to hold back on. She was a friggin' nightmare, an absolute nightmare. All of a sudden, like my members in membership for your soul, they are the most beautiful, gracious, respectful people. Sometimes they'll push the envelope a bit and we'll be like, yo, 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 don't talk. Customer service is great here. Don't talk to my people that way. 
but it's only because they're exasperated themselves if they can't sign on to something or they're having some type of difficulty. And I get that because they're like ready to study. And if there's a technical glitch, that can be frustrating. They are for the most part, the most gracious, respectful, beautiful souls I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you something really big in a second. Not yet. We're leading up to something huge. So let me try to move the story along. So she's having issues with the members because they can't sign on to Zoom and all this stuff is going on. Now, granted, my stuff was more of a mess than I realized. And I don't think that's anybody's fault. I'm not pointing fingers. It was just my business is ready to go to another level. So the foundation completely crumbled. Now I have no team and I've got somebody who's just pissing people off and I don't allow that shit. And I was like, oh my goodness. I don't, so in the meantime, I hire another project manager. I ask her to go out and find me an assistant. She's out looking for an assistant. The tech person I hired is just blowing things up. None of my members even came to me to say that this was an issue. That's how sweet they are. They saw it. Nobody talked to me about it after. So I know they saw it. They got the explosions themselves, some of them, because they moderate calls and stuff. And nobody messaged me and said, hey, Marilyn, like, they were, they held such beautiful space for me. They are the most beautiful people. So, and then I had, I had this other app too, a next level living for the product and the product's not working. It's not working in the app, like all this technical trouble. And if you guys want to run a business, this is the stuff you go through and not enough people tell this story. So I'm on, I'm on a meditate. I'm in a meditation and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. She sent me the tech VA that I hired, I had two anxiety attacks. And luckily I hired a therapist then, but I got on the phone with one of my friends and she sat and talked with me. And then I called a couple of other friends. You need to network with people that are entrepreneurs if you're an entrepreneurial person. And they were like, this doesn't sound right. You need to get rid of her. And I was kind of freaking out. And I remember talking to the therapist and I was like, this is not like, I got a message that people don't like her because they like the other assistant. I'm like, I can't deal with this. This is bull. These are the most beautiful people. We've never had a problem with them. And now you're telling me they don't like you. I can't do this. So I called the project manager who was helping me hire other people. And I said, I don't know what to do. And she said, enough already. You've got to cut ties. So I'm in meditation talking to my guides. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And they said, go get your old assistant back and have her train the new person. So I get out of meditation right away and I check in with her and she's like, yes, I'll do it. I'll come back and help you. And then I tell the project manager and then the three of us get on a call and I'm like, fire her. You got to fire her now. Like we were trying to decide to be fired on a Friday or a Monday. And my old assistant's like, you really should do it before the weekend. It's the best way to do it. So she's the project manager's firing the person. My old assistant and I are like trying to shut down all passwords. You have to have a password manager. I didn't have it fully. We're shutting down passwords. We're trying to shut things down. Like, and I'm freaking out because I feel bad. So she's let go. So we had already hired a new person, thankfully. That person comes in. It's a shit show. Poor girl. She's great. Jess, my new assistant. Amazing. She comes in. My old assistant's training her. And I really let them. I kind of threw them to the wolves. Poor Jess. I just threw her to the wolves. Cause I didn't know what to do. I was, I was putting out so many fires, but in the meantime, I'm building pod parties and next level living more people are joining next level living. And I'm dialing in the SAS, SAS system, the sales system, and I've got different things. And I'm like, okay. And memberships dropping down numbers and money is still scarce. A little bit fear, you know, scary right now, a little bit scary moments, very scary. And then I'm like, I'm going to do a retreat. And I contact Anna Maria Vasquez and Stephen Farmer. And I'm like, do you guys want to do a retreat together? And they're like, heck yeah, let's do a retreat together. So I start meeting with them. So you start seeing how through the disruption solution was working with me the whole way. Not once did I go, I'm giving this up. Instead, I was like, solution, give me solution, give me solution. Then I'm fighting to, you know, nobody's responding to me about the class that I'm canceling. I'm just getting an automated response. And they just say, and I tell them why I want to leave the class. Nobody's responding to me. And I'm just getting automated things. Your credit card isn't working. And then I get another automated message. We're going to just remove you in tw after 21 days after your card doesn't work. I said, great, just remove me. Two weeks later, I get a letter that I'm in collections. I'm like, what? My credit's stellar. 
Ricky, this for you. I thought he was skunked. Oh my goodness. I would have added to this, huh? Okay. All right. 50, 50. All right. So I get a collections letter and I'm like, oh my goodness, like it's insanity. And we hire a new tech VA and she's got a lot going on. So she's starting to, as good as she is, she's not available much. Poor Jess is trying to get everything together, doing an amazing job. Um, and I'm just still moving forward and getting super clear. I leave a small mastermind I'm in. I start a new mastermind up with these really incredible people. I start breaking ties with people who I feel aren't supportive that are all about what are your sales? Like one woman I was on, we were getting along and we were friends and we were talking a lot. And she was like, how much do you make? And I told her, she's like, oh, I thought you made more than that. I swear that was her response. And that was the end of our conversation. And we really haven't spoken since. And I was like, so there was a lot of that going on, a lot of personal um, inventory of who I wanted to be around and who I didn't want to be around. And I'm starting to do more lives on my personal page and I'm starting to do um, readings on my personal page and things are starting to pick up and Jess is doing amazing work with the business and really organizing things and um, putting together stuff and she, without me even a search, she's saying a word, she's going into all my material. I have so much content and she's starting to pull content and put it in the newsletter so that we could give you a lot of value. If you're not on my list, I would definitely say go to my website, marylynlawyer.com and get on my list because we're adding a lot of value. And I'm, I'm put, bringing Micah to hydrotherapy. Like there's all this stuff going on and I'm starting to get clear about my business. And I, Next Level Living includes Soul Finder Academy. So I'm really loving that program. More people are coming in. They're solidifying. They're accelerating, growing. Membership numbers are dropping. I'm preparing an empath book for business. I'm recognizing that I have uh, a strong presence and a strong help for people who are leaving a career and wanting to create a new business people that are professionals and recognizing that what they've been through in life, they want to bring into a business or people that are entrepreneurs that are really grow, wanting to grow their business or people that are already have an established business that just want to use more of this intuitive gift. So that's what next level living is filled with. So I'm really loving it. And in the meantime, somebody, one of my old clients approaches me and asks me if I'll do a reading and I'm like, yeah, for you, I'll do a reading. And that's a story I'll save for another time because he's a very fascinating client. And I do the reading for him and it's off the charts, even for me in terms of I'm not allowed to be in the reading, but the energy is so high and so vibrant. My channeling, I'm starting to channel every single day because that's what my guides asked me to do. I'm getting information every single day. I even decide to leave. The therapist was very good, but I decide to leave the therapist because I'm getting all the information myself right now through my guidance and I feel really good and I'm not like anxious and I'm just I'm still navigating stuff in my business. Right. But I'm, I'm dealing with it so much better. And I do the reading and the readings off the charts. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing readings again. I'm being called to do readings. So I put out an offer for readings at uh, $600. I think the, the first one was, and those slots fill up right away. Cause there's only a certain minute, limited amount of slots. We do have readings still, but it's at a different price point with a different type of, uh, we have a little bit of a bonus that you get with that. So the readings are going well and everything's going really well. And um, I realize that I have to change my business. So through all of this, this next level living, I started out wanting to grow membership, wanting to grow SFA, um, having doing an evergreen webinar to membership, which I already had, but I was going to re-edit. Um, doing, you know, SaaS system goes to next level living. And I... I'm sitting here and I'm playing with the idea and I realize that it's time after 10 years to close membership for your soul. And this is a huge decision for me, the very big, and I'm back and forth about it. And I'm talking to my entrepreneurial friends and a lot of them are like, don't close it. You have incredible content in there. You could sell it. And um, I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. I mean, we may open it again as a digital product. I don't know, but I just can't do it anymore. It's not every time I go on Facebook and go into that community, I love those people so much. 
And that was what made it so hard. But I recognize that I'm now serving at the next level living category. And there are other people that can step into the role to teach at this level. And um, although the content is stellar, it just, there was a lot of work for that too. A lot of overhead, a lot of work. We always had guest teachers and we had reading circles and there was a lot of organization. And I just felt that my resources and my team's resources were being tapped out and I'm ready to do more books and do more about the podcasts and do more Facebook lives and do a uh, build up my YouTube channel and, and do the second podcast that I'm wanting to do. And I can't do that if my resources are being tapped out. And at the same time, I'm letting go of friends and I'm letting go of things that no longer serve me. So I made the decision to close membership for your soul. And at the time of this recording, we haven't announced it yet. So that may be its own podcast. I don't know. It's, um, I care deeply for all the people in there. They care deeply for each other. And I know they care deeply for me. It's been over 10 years of a program. And here's the interesting thing. I sit here and I'm, so I was deciding, do I really, you know, I really decided to close it. It takes a lot to close it because we have like over 70 yearly members. We have to figure out how to take care of people. We want to make sure people are, you know, taken care of. We care deeply about our clients. And I was having second thoughts and I'm slacking. That's an app that you use to talk to your team, my new assistant, Jess. And she's like, let's just jump on a call right now. And we jump on a call and we start talking it out. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. She's She's been really good. There was another time when she's like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh no, please don't leave. And she jumped on a call at me and she's like, you need a project manager. I'm going to step into the role right now. And I was like, well, cause that's a, you know, different job. And she's like, I, I do it. I know how to do it. And it's what you need right now. Don't worry about anything. I'm going to step into it. And she stepped into it beautifully. So I have decided to close membership for your soul. It's a big decision. I have decided to just focus on next level living and readings. And I do have coaching clients. So if you're interested in coaching, but you know, you have to, it's a different level. Um, and that's where I'm at. So what does all this mean? How does this summarize? What is my 10X year? I mean, there's so much more I'm probably forgetting that went on. Well, like I'm looking at all my notes, there was so much more. Um, the biggest thing I learned this year, so you might be saying like, oh, your goals. What happened with your goals? Oh, I didn't tell you the big one of the biggest things. During this, I get a letter from that new gynecologist I hired telling me I have something that's pretty fucking big in a letter. Hey, you got this. So go talk to your doctor. That was what the letter said. I'm like, you don't call me to tell me news like that. You send me a cold ass letter. So I contacted my doctor and um, been in talk touch with them. And it's not something I'm willing to reveal. It's something I'm working on, but that happened in the middle of this too. So stuff happens, shit hits the fan. So where am I with my goals? Well, um, I've rewritten some new goals. I looked at, I'm reassessing 2022. Um, I feel really good about them. I feel really good about them because the goals that I had set were no longer aligned with my truth and with my soul. I got clear pretty much about moving. So there's a lot more stuff that came down the pipe, but let's talk about the summary. The biggest thing that I learned was I feel inner peace. I feel like I am not reaching outside of myself to fix things. I feel like when something goes on, I have my own back. I have conversations with my guides. I sit in it a bit and feel a little uncomfortable, but I'm okay. I feel more peaceful than I felt ever, I think, in my life. And one of the other things I didn't tell you about the story of when I, when Spirit said in the forest, you have to give up fear. Even me saying to you, I feel more peaceful than ever before, that used to set off fear for me. Like, oh, no, don't say that. Then the universe is going to, no. It was the underlying fear underneath that. Like, I can't worry about it. Life happens. I can't sit here and try to make everything be smooth and easy 
and bright and beautiful. That's not life. So what I can do is meet it from a place of knowing who I am, knowing my truth, knowing my boundaries. Oh, another thing. So the collection thing went away. <laughs> a lot of stuff went on. Um, I contacted a friend who knew this person and um, she contacted this person on my behalf. I know the person too. And the person had no clue what was going on in her team. And she called me right away and she said, I had no idea. Why didn't you come to me? And I said, well, I didn't want to bother you. I know that like my team handles this stuff. And she said, we'll take care of this. And they're, they're taking me out of collections. So that got handled. So what's my thing for you? Set goals, but don't sit there, visualize them, meditate on them, feel them, and then make choices every single day towards them. But don't get fixated on them. Because something else wants to come through, I would have never known come January that I was, I had a feeling I was going to let go of membership eventually, but I was also looking to grow it really big. I don't have the energy to grow it really big. I'm not focused on that kind of sales anymore. Soul Finder Academy has done real, both programs have done really well for me, really, really well. And SFA is now in Next Level Living. I could have never have known this had I not walked this path this year. Here's the other thing that's happening. I'm starting to make friends in where I live. And I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? Now, I am still know that I'll probably move, but I also let go. I didn't need very good on my own. I didn't need friends. I would go play tennis, come home. I'm really good. I'm good with the dogs. I'm good with hiking. I'm good with nature. I'm good with listening to a podcast and cooking. I'm very happy with that stuff. I don't, I've been, I got invited to so many parties. I just got turned down another one this weekend. And there was, used to be a thing where it'd be like FOMO. Like you got to go to that party if you're missing out. And I got really honest with myself and the party this Saturday I would have went to, but I have a delivery coming and I, it's more important that I get the specific delivery. Um, but I sat there and myself and I'm like, do I really want to go to that party? No, I think I'm supposed to go. I know myself better than I've ever known myself before. I'm not afraid to be seen and heard. I'm not afraid to speak up. I'm not afraid to be direct. And people might say, you were really direct. I'm like, no, there were times when I didn't. I'm not afraid to communicate. I'm also not afraid to give you, like that whole story with the publisher telling that story to all of you was a very peaceful moment for me because I really respect her. I really care about her. I think what she's doing is phenomenal. And, and that's a great thing. So that was the other thing. They asked me to write an article for their magazine. I said, no. I told, tele, I was invited to two telesummits. I said, no. Two big telesummits that I normally do. I said, no. Because I'm saying no to things that no longer resonate with my heart and soul right now. I'm very focused on what I'm growing. So the biggest thing that I've got from this was this inner peace, aligning with my truth, knowing my truth, knowing my guides are with me all the time, knowing that life happens, but I have the tools and techniques to navigate it, knowing that there's something so much greater all the time around the corner for me. Knowing that for me to meet it, I have to be fully present in my whole system. Knowing that I am gifted and talented and incredible at what I do and owning that and not shying away from it. Knowing that what you do too is incredibly and gifted and not having, that was the other thing that came through was like so many teachers want to be seen on the platform as being the best. I don't need to be seen as the best. I know I'm the best at what I do for me but you're also the best at what you do for you. And me honoring you that way doesn't make me less than or more than you. We get to walk together. So those, there's so much more that came through, but it's been one of the most impactful years in a really incredible way because I made conscious choices. I aligned. I was truthful with myself. And I walked through some really gnarly stuff and guess what? I had my back and I loved myself. This is the biggest thing. I have loved myself through every single thing. 
I've truly fallen in love with myself. So much so that last night they woke me up in the middle of the night and were talking to me about self-forgiveness in certain areas of my life because certain things were coming up in my dream state of things that I did at certain periods of my life. And I went, self-forgiveness. I forgive myself. What do you think for you is possible when you're aligned with your truth, you're living aligned with your soul, you're saying no to things you don't want to do anymore, you're saying yes to your heart and soul, you're allowing the plan to change, you're adapting to the change because it's better for you. What is possible on the other side of that for you? What do you think is possible? And I'll tell you this, what you think is possible is only a tip of what really is. So if you like what I've shared with you, and yes, it was a bit all over the place. And I know that sometimes my storytelling is a bit all over the place. Come join me in the class that I'm doing, where I'm going to teach you techniques and tools that I went through. And I'm also going to bring on some guest people, especially from Next Level Living, because they're incredible with what they do. We're going to go through stuff and get you to 10x your life. So if you're interested, go to marilynaloria.com forward slash new class and come join me on this journey. And if you like this podcast, rate, review, subscribe. I really could use some new um, ratings and uh, reviews on Apple and share it with your friends and come join me on this journey as I 20X mine life next year. And you might 10X or you might want to 20X. Come join me on that journey. Thank you so much for being part of my experience. I don't take it lightly that people listen to my podcast. I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you. You give me an opportunity to share all the stuff that comes through me. And I want to thank you so much. Have an incredible day or night whenever you're listening to this. Thank you so much. Bye.